So hard to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> yeah, the blanket is really warm. I like it. But again, uh, we need to um, go through the day. And today is Sunday. Uh, we are supposed to be, you know, uh, rejoicing. We are supposed to be uh, joyful when we come to the church and um, to gather together. And we know that when we gather together, the Lord has promised his presence is said in, I think in uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse number 20, uh, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I, that means of them. And we are here, um, we are going to, uh, to talk about the Lord Jesus. He is the central um, topic, he is the one that we are going to talk about. His name is the, uh, is the one that we are going to uh, lift up in our congregation. So therefore, his, um, the requirement of his presence is that when we uh, talk about his name, there he is in the midst of them. So here, chapter 16 of the book of Psalm, I will read this chapter, only uh, 11 verses. Just follow with your eyes. <clears throat> Alright, chapter 16 of the book of Psalm, verse number 1. Preserve me, O God, for indeed do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord. My goodness extended not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent, in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my, my lamp. The lions are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Our Father in heaven, bless our Sunday school this morning. Help us, Lord, to um, learn things of the joy, the secrets of joy of this man and this psalmist, King David. Bless us this morning and help us, Lord, to um, set our hearts right, looking forward for your coming. And while you're coming, Lord, we will keep ourselves um, occupied with the things that you want us to do and to spread the gospel and to share the good news of salvation to our neighbors and to our friends and to the people and our acquaintance. And I pray, O oh God, that um, in our efforts of soul winning, uh, in everything uh, that we do, we redound to your glory and honor. And that, Lord, uh, one day we will meet and we will see you face to face. And, Lord, we will uh, be blessed to hear your words when you say, well done, the good and faithful servant. Enter down to the joy of the Lord. Lord, we 
today that uh, we will see you face to face. But for the meantime, Lord, help us to be uh, busy, help us to be occupied with the things that um, we need to learn. We need to learn your word. We need to um, set our hearts right in our services. And bless Lord, um, the time of your people gathering together. And thank you for bringing us together here. Bless also those people who are still in their way. I pray that they will arrive um, singing sound and everyone will rejoice, Lord, in our meeting. Bless once again, give us victory today. Amen. Amen. This is the Psalm of David again. And the title of this psalm, I believe, it's um, the preservation and blessing of his people. <clears throat> you see here, um, in this Psalm of David, uh, the Messianic Psalm, uh, David here vividly portrays the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he shows this, even though he has no idea, I believe, uh, what exactly is the, the thing is going to happen, because this is written 1,000 years before Jesus Christ was born. But he portrays here the death and the resurrection and the assurance of his own Resurrection abounds, and he knows that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he will be resurrected, he will be he will be placed and assumed in the rightful position where he belongs, and that is the throne of King David. And that is what mentioned here. If you will open your Bibles to the book of Luke, the book of Luke, chapter one. This is when, where the Lord Jesus Christ was born, and again, it was prophesied that this one that was born will become the heir of the throne of David. Verse number 32, chapter 1 of the book of Luke, verse 32. Um, Verse number 30, 30 is a good um, verse to start with, to understand the context. It said in verse number 30, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. So that is what uh, this psalm is talking about um, in, in Psalm chapter 16, speaking about the throne of David and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The good thing in that is that uh, it will assure all the believers of their own resurrection. Because the Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected, it gives us also an assurance that one day we will die. If the Lord Jesus Christ will, will not arrive during our lifetime, we will all die. But we are not really dead. We are just sleeping. Because one day when the Lord Jesus Christ will come, He will wake us up. Just like when he called Lazarus from the, from, the, from the tomb, when he said, Lazarus, come forth. 
That is also the same word that Jesus Christ, when he comes down into, you know, to meet us into the air and he will call all of us, come forth. So we will meet him into the clouds and we will shoot up into the sky and meet him in the clouds for the judgment seat of Christ. And then when the Lord Jesus Christ is resurrected from the grave, that gives all of us the assurance of our own resurrection also. That is what verse number 7 is saying here. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. He said, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. So the Lord is um, uh, giving assurance to all his people that the Lord Jesus Christ, when he reigns, he will, um, he will be our king, he will be our um, uh, righteous judge. And the Lord uh, will give all of us, you know, the blessing will become the ears of righteousness. In verses 8 to 10, um, we can see here the praises, the praises that fall on the lips of the saints. Look, look at here in verse number 8 to 10. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. And this is also as um, um, this this also spoke about the Lord Jesus Christ, that he will not remain um, can you open the piece of someone's knocking. Um, this is also um, speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ um, when he died, he was buried, but three days after, he came out of the grave and lived again and lived forever. And that is um, being uh, spoken here in verses number 8 to 10. So here in verse number 1, is really speaking about the heartfelt cry for the preservation of life. This is a cry of everyone that will have perhaps problems or, or sickness. Uh, when I had my cancer uh, in December, oh, that was really tough. For the first time in my life, I experienced that, uh, you know, perplexity that, oh, what, what will happen next? <laughs> because I'm not sure what's going to happen next. The cancer that I have is very, you know, uh, it just came all of a sudden. While I felt like I was so strong and I was I was uh, healthy, and all of a sudden the doctor will say, "You have cancer." Your days are numbered. <laughs> but again, you know, when we have that kind of uh, situation, we cry unto the Lord. This this man cried. David cried to the Lord and asked God for help. He said, "Preserve me, O God." For indeed do I put my trust. Exactly the words also that will come out of our mouth. Lord, help me because I put my trust in you. I, 
we, we, we put our trust in you, Lord, please help us. David had that kind of uh, situation many times in his life. But whether his cry was motivated by internal fear or his cry was motivated by external threats, we do not really know what, what happened to him in this particular moment. But we know that he has a lot of adversaries. He has a lot of problems in life. That he was so close to the Lord because he always cried to the Lord. He always cried for help. And the Lord will always deliver him. Every time that he comes to the Lord, he will be delivered you know, from his enemies. And here, this cry of the psalmist reminds us of the cry also of the Lord Jesus. When he was on the cross. And in, even in Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 7. Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 7. It says, it says here. Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 7. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was uh, to save him from death. And was heard in that he feared the Lord Jesus for sure puts his trust in God the Father. And his Father is our Father too. His God is our God. And this trust of the Lord Jesus Christ is well spoken. Um, when he said the words, Father, into thy hand. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. That is the cry of preservation of life. In verses 2 to 4, we can see here the vivid contrast between the sinners and the saints. The difference between the two. Verse number 2. Bible says, O oh my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my God, or thou art my Lord. My goodness extendeth not to thee. It said, Here, David, the king, turned from addressing God with a question to now speaking to himself. In verse number one, he talks to the Lord. He, 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 he addresses, you know, uh, words to the Lord, but this time he addressed his words to himself, and he made it in a in a in a way that is declarative. And he said, "Oh my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my God, Thou art my Lord." And again, he goes on to admit um, that his goodness, he said is nothing apart from God. There is no goodness in Him apart from God. There is nothing good in us apart from the Lord. Yep. We come to church and we feel good, we feel happy, and we have done our duty, but it's nothing because it's only by the grace of God that we can come to church. Yep. It's only by the grace of God that we can wake up this morning. Yep. That is why David here was saying clearly, and he is admitting that, that there is nothing good in him apart from the Lord. 
without God, we are nothing. And you see here in, in um, verse number 3, verse number 3, it says, But to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent in whom is all my delight, the saints on earth and those who are pious in lifestyle, those people who are faithful in the church, those people who are faithful to the Lord, David said, they are my delights. When I see faithful people serving the Lord, oh, it's just a joy to be with them. It's just a joy to be with the people who love the Lord. I don't really, you know, uh, I, I don't really mind if, you know, I, I will not be noticed or uh, I go to, when I went to Philippines and, and, and people there, they worship the Lord. I just love it when people worship the Lord. Even though they do not realize that I was around, even though they do not know that, um, you know, uh, I was a pastor. When I visit some church and they do not know me, and I see their faithfulness, I see their joyful singing, I see their, you know, uh, um, you can see that they really have the joy in serving the Lord. I will take the joy also. David is the same. David was saying here that the saints on earth and those who are pious in lifestyle become my delight. Verse number four, verse number four. I hope that you will share the same. When you, when you see people faithful in the church of God, faithful in the word of God, faithful in soul winning, I hope that you will take the joy because they are really the joy. Even God is, they are God's delight. The people like that are God's delight. So whatever things that can make God happy, we will take the joy. If the Lord is happy in the things of the church, let us take the joy of all the things in the church. If the Lord is taking the joy of seeing people saved, let us be rejoicing also when someone is saved. See verse number four, those who forsake the true and living God in favor of pagan gods increase their sorrows. And that's what he said here. Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. This is David's declaration that he will never be a part of the idol worship. He will never be a part of those people who worship their gods by blood sacrifices. Neither will he utter his mouth calling the names of their pagan gods. We will not open our mouth to speak the names of the pagan gods. Pagan ladies. You see, um, we understand that the only thing that we that we uh, rejoice, the only thing that we know of our Savior is that He was the one who offered His blood as a sacrifice for our sins. The Lord Jesus Christ offered it for our salvation. Verses five to eight. 
Let's take a look at this. And this is about the true confession from a person who has a contrite heart. Verses 5 to 8, it says, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance, and of my cup, thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places, yea, I have a goodly heritage. You see, David here confesses who God is and what is David's uh, position also? What is his relationship with him? He admits that God governs, that his God guides him, his God guards him in all his life, and God gives him wisdom. The Lord um, will give him guarantees or assurance of the future that all of David's need will be provided by him and that God is his inheritance. He doesn't have inheritance in this earth. We don't have inheritance in this earth. Time will come, we will die, we will leave everything. But Thank God that God is our inheritance. Amen. When we leave this earth, we will be with Him. Yep. And that is the true joy. That is where the yep. true life is. And we will rejoice in that. He promised us of our resurrection, which is really gives assurance to all of us who are saved. Now, we don't have to worry so much about our bodies. Our bodies will become weaker and weaker every day. But we have this assurance in our heart that one day the Lord Jesus Christ will wake us up, will take us um, uh, with Him, and He will settle all the questions, all the problems, and He will give us His uh, heavenly inheritance, eternal inheritance. He's mentioning that many times and many places of the Bible. He mentions about mansions. He mentions about the streets of gold. He mentions about um, pearly gates. He mentions about the great city, the new Jerusalem. And he's preparing mansions for us. In, in um, John chapter 14, verse number, if I'm not mistaken, verse number 1 and 2. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions, not rooms, but mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. So that is a great assurance that we, we, don't, we don't really, you know, uh, uh, we want to have a house here in Oakland. We want to have house wherever we are, maybe in the Philippines or, or, or in Australia. It's good to have houses. But nothing can compare for that house or mansion that Jesus Christ prepares for us. So the Lord has given us the assurance of the future. In verse number um, verse number six. Verse number six, the lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. The boundary lines of David's territory 
I've given him places. places. The see, he's not even thinking about it. He's not even thinking of establishing his dominance on this planet. But the Lord has given him power. The Lord has given him, you know, material blessings. The Lord blessed him. His earthly habitat is pleasant and beautiful. Why? Because God is really good. The Lord was so pleased with David that he has given him. He was, he was not rich at the beginning, remember? He was just a shepherd. He just looked after the flock of his father, Jesse. Not much, only few. And he was like an um, ordinary boy. Um, but again, he has a heart for God. That is the difference with David. And the Lord blessed him and promoted him, giving him the throne of Israel and giving him power. And Israel became blessed because of him. And the Lord used him mightily. And the Lord blessed him materially. And you see, he's got these blessed places. But he's not really putting so much emphasis of his material blessing. He's not so much, you know, um, um, like uh, enamored of the great goodly heritage that he has. Because he knows that his portion is the Lord. His real delight is not the mansions that he was able to build himself. In fact, he was not really joyful in that. He was not really satisfied when he was able to build a mansion for himself. Because when he built a mansion, he saw the church, I mean, the tabernacle and the uh, there's no house for the Lord. The house of the Lord is like a makeshift. They sit up and put up here, then knock it down, then sit up another place, knock it down. They move it from place to place. And now he was blessed by God. He has a lot of gold and, and silver. He built his own mansion, but his heart was not for that. His heart was the house of the Lord. And he asked God, Lord, give me that mind. Allow me, Lord, to build you a house. The Lord said, no. <laughs> Don't worry about me, David. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I will not allow you to build a house for me. I don't like your, you, know, you to build me a house because your hands are bloody hands. You killed a lot of people, David. But maybe your son, Solomon. So when David was enriched by God, and he, he was so rich, because all of these nations in the surrounding will just give him, offer him gifts and gold and all. And then when he passed the the, the throne to his son Solomon is saying people from overseas from all over the world will visit Jerusalem and will will bring presents gold, silver and in fact silver was no longer counted 
because of the abundance of gold. Silver has lost its value in the time of Solomon. You read that, you read that, you read that there from First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, you can find it. How the Lord enriched Solomon. And then Solomon built the house of the Lord. A beautiful temple. And a lot of gold there. That's why the temple when, when it was um, uh, plundered, they scraped even the walls because there are holes there. The floor, the flooring. Everything was taken because majority of the materials used there were pure gold. And you see, it's because the Lord blessed David so much and then he blessed his son Solomon so much. He was not so much concerned about his material blessing, but he was concerned about the things of the Lord. He was concerned about the church he said, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of my God. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That was his joy. Amen. Because before, he was the one that was encouraged everyone, his family. Now let's go, let's go. Let's go worship the Lord. Get up, everyone, get up. Let's go and worship the Lord. And then one day, one came to him and said, King David, let us go into the house of the Lord. Well, I'm supposed to be encouraging all these people and then this, this one encouragement to come to them. That was his joy. That was, his, that was supposed to be his position to encourage everyone to come to the Lord, to the house of the Lord. And now here's one encouraging him. It's like me. If, in, in my family, I will wake up everyone. I will get up everyone, shower, everyone, shower. I want you to get showered in 30 minutes you get ready. I want everyone ready to come to church. And what will happen if my son, my youngest son will say, Dad, get ready. Let's go to the house of the Lord. Let's go to church. Oh, that's something new. <laughs> I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to say that. And then there's one here that's prompting me to do that. That is what happened to David. David was the one encouraging everyone to come to church and all of a sudden there's this one that encouraged him to come to church. He said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. He would rather be a person that stands there at the door and welcome everyone coming in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come in, come in, take your seat. Welcome. He loves that position in the church. You can tell how much he loved the church. And there are so many people in the Bible that loves the church. And that the Lord was so blessed in them. One of that is Hezekiah. King Hezekiah. The reason why he was extended, his life was extended for 15 years, he was about to die, because he loves the church. And God gave him his desire. And God told Isaiah, Isaiah, tell my servant Hezekiah that in three days he can come and worship. That's what his, his desire is to worship. Supposed to be he, he would die, but God extended his life, given, given him another 15 years. 
And three days after, he was able to worship. He loves worship. He loves the church. God, Jesus Christ also loves the church. And the Bible says, husbands, love, love your wife. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, God loves the church. Does anyone here doesn't love the church? Because that is not fair. God loves us and we don't love him. We need to understand that God is, you know, his heart is in the church. That is why I encourage you all every time to love the church. Church is not this building. Church when we gather together, when we come together, because church is ecclesia. That Greek word ecclesia is called out assembly. Not building of wood or, or bricks. It is the assembly of people called out from God from different times and places and coming together to become one body in the Lord. And that is Ecclesia. So church is not a building, but church is people coming together as one in worship. So that is church. That is Ecclesia. That is God's joy. That is David's joy. And that is also my joy. I wonder, is that your joy too? Do not leave the assembly of ourselves. Do not leave the church. When the church is open, come. Come. Because Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the mother of some is. So much more as you see the day approaching. The day of the Lord, the day of His coming is very near. Occupy till I come, the Lord Jesus said. So keep busy in the word of the Lord. Oh, Pastor, I cannot come to church because we are those who are winning. Oh, brother, I think you have gotten it wrong. Do your soul winning after the church. <laughs> Pastor, we cannot come to church because we do Bible study. I have my friend in the ministry, my co-leader, because I was one leader of the one group and the other leader then. Brother, we cannot do that because I have a I have a commitment of my Bible study that uh, why you why you put your schedule when we have this church schedule? Cancel your schedule, come here. He was angry with me <laughs> because that was not right. Our church is our church meeting. We come. You have Bible study? That is not the uh, you know substitute of the church meeting, church service. You you, you attend Bible study? That is good and praise the Lord for that. Continue doing that, but that is not a substitute for church service. Yep. I'm sorry, I cannot come to church because I have to. I have promised to the Lord I will read my Bible. Now read your Bible after the church or before the church. That is what God said. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Put your schedule around it. Put your schedule around it. Do not make any schedule if there is a church. You can do your soul winning here, you can do your money making here, uh, business meeting here, whatever you can do, but secure the time. 
I was, when I was single, I worked in the fire department. I studied in the evening. And I come to church every time. Pastor Jimbo said, folks, you have to check our schedule. Fill your schedule after you um, secure the schedule of the church. So I come to church Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon for the young people's program, Sunday evening for the evening service, Wednesday evening, and Saturday morning for the Bible study. Now, and Friday evening for the prayer meeting. I attended all that, and then, oh, I'm working in the fire department. I move around that, I move around that schedule. I see my schedule there, oh, Sunday, I have work. I call my friend, okay, switch down. I have an arrangement. Three weeks before, four weeks before, I will make arrangement. So all my Sundays covered, I will pay him other days, whatever he wants, I will pay him. In some other days. One day he he, he cancelled our agreement. And there my schedule is Sunday. I never, I never miss church Sunday. Never. I cannot work in that. I was working Saturday and supposed to straight Sunday. I left the church. I mean, I left my work. I was the operator of the fire department. In front of me is the trunk line. 15 numbers. 15 people will call the same number. It will ring there. I will answer all those numbers. I left that job. I mean, I left that time. Because I could not find cover. I went to church. When Pastor Jimbo finished preaching, no. Ran into the street, ran into the street. I was running, going to. If I cannot find a taxi, I will be running, I don't know how many kilometers there, going to my work. Looking back and looking at the taxi coming, I keep on like stopping and occupying and then a taxi, you know, stop. And I jumped in and then went straight to my work. Arrived there. Then I asked my friend, how is it? Oh, it's, it's very calm. There's no, there's no problem. Five minutes after, there was a fire alarm. If that fire alarm happened while I was not there, I think I will go to prison. I think I will go to jail. It's because of church. It's because of church. That is why God made me a pastor. Because I love the church. I have no delight in those people that do not have joy in the church. Because the Lord loves the church. Why we do not love the church? When God loves the church. And why we leave the church? That is why we need to uh, make sure that our heart is in the church. Because that is where the blessing is. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord, that is the church shall flourish in the courts of my God.
you will prosper in the journey. You will prosper because God is the, you know, is the author of blessing. And he will give it to you. David is the same. And many other kings and many other servants of God, they love the church. So again, you can find it in the Bible. And we ought to love the church. Because for the reason, not because, ah, oh, pastor, don't you know that the church, there are a lot of hypocrites there? Don't you know that in the church there are a lot of people who, who just use God? Don't you know that a lot of people in the church are... I know it. I know it. But God knows it too. But still He loves the church. We all love the church. Do not allow it to you know, to be left behind. Do not allow it. Okay, it's, um, I ran out of time, I cannot finish this. Uh, there's a lot of good things to be um, found in that chapter or the book of Psalm chapter 16. But we'll just leave it for now, okay? Um, reminder, this coming first week of September, the first Sunday, we will be in um, car road number 4D car road in three kings that's going to be our church building for the rest of the year until March but hopefully we can extend it to 2025 Lord willing but the negotiation is still going on but what is uh, sure for us to use is from September to March next year. But the negotiation is going on um, to extend that to March 2025. Alright? So please uh, pray for that. Let's bow our heads in prayer now. Let's close our Sunday school. Our Father in heaven, thank you Lord for the blessing of the church. Thank you for bringing us here this morning. And what a blessing it is Lord that we can fellowship with you. As you promised that we're two or three are gathered together in my name. There am I in the midst of them. Lord, thank you for your promise. Thank you for the reality of your presence. And today, Lord, we experience the joy because you are here. You listen to our prayers. You hear our prayers of God. And Lord, um, we thank you for your care. We thank you, Lord, for your love. Bless us today, Lord. Continue to work in our hearts as we also continue our service. We praise you. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's take a break. And